Hey, what's going on? Aaron Dunn, Strong Calm Podcast. That's what you're listening to. Strong communication, strong community. Those two things build strong company, either the company that you're building or the company that you keep. I'm joined by Mr. Skyler Hefley, right? Yeah. Awesome. What's up, Skyler? Man, I'm doing good. I'm just honestly so excited. That's I'm, I'm so giddy just to be a part of like your podcast. I'm excited. That's exciting for me. That's exciting for me because it makes me feel like uh, I'm somebody when I'm just a regular dude like you. Um, we got connected via the internet. We got connected. Um, I don't know exactly how. Um, how wonderful is that? How wonderful that you can just do this just by the internet in, in general? No, literally, we're, I, we're, we're meeting for the first time today. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> This is pretty much our first conversation. Yeah. And they say, you know, you're, you grow up. And everybody says, don't speak to strangers. But you know what? What we're going to do is record our first conversation. They said, don't ride with strangers either. And Uber's making a killing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, this this happened because you posted on Facebook. We got connected. Um, the reason that I connected with you, uh, at least like friends and stuff, you know, uh, we're mutual friends with uh, Trent Sp- Spradlin. Yeah. Shout you out to that him. guy. Great guy. Um, awesome. Awesome, dude. A strong communicator in his own right. And uh, I'm impressed by Stonewater's branding, marketing, and uh, just in just continual domination of the media, <laughs> the output. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, this is one of those things that uh, even you saying that makes me so proud to even be part of the Stonewater team and everything. And like you said earlier, it's like Trent that guy has been a mentor and we can go into that later on because I got some stuff about that. But, um, Stonewater definitely is dominating in the video production, social media aspect of any roofing company in Texas. And I say that with confidence. Yeah. And yeah, you don't really need to pull any punches because I don't, I don't know anybody else that's, that's really doing it like you guys are doing it because you're, you're, you're leading the way in a lot of in a lot of respects, and I know Trent is a is a mastermind uh, behind a lot of that. I'm, I mean, you deserve your credit, but uh, that guy, he recorded. He we've done work together with the podcast, mm-hmm. and he got us like going live on multiple cameras and stuff. He's oh, just he he's, showed you he showed you. Uh, uh-huh. I, I won't name drop it because Trent's always like that's that's the dirty word. You don't yeah. say, you don't <laughs> talk about that software. Um, but yeah, the stuff that he has been able to teach me, and just like the past, I only started in Stonewater in June. Cool. So like we we recently pulled our insights and we we're like let's just compare like from when Trent and Skyler started to like now and it was unbelievable to look at the reach versus paid to unpaid. Yeah. And that was like stunning for me. So that was like confirmation number one that we're doing excellent. Okay. So so I like I like how you said that because this is the Strong Calm podcast. I, I want to get into a little know a little bit more about you like kind of how you started. Oh yeah. But I, but since we're on the subject of paid versus unpaid. And I can, we can jam. I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to stay on that a little bit because um, communication on social media, right? Um, there's a lot of people trying to do the same thing, and you know when people aren't getting results, what they want to do is boost. They oh, they man. say they say I'm going to boost the mess out of it. You know, and, and then everybody and my grandma will see it. <laughs> and 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 okay, sure. You will get some you you will get some reach, mm-hmm. but the laziest thing to do is press the boost button just because you got twenty dollars in your pocket. Because the best thing, 
what people are missing, I'm afraid, is the power of unpaid. Because unpaid means you're not paying anything, no. and the only price is a little creativity and and actually getting to know the person that you're actually wanting to connect with. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's actually one of my topics that when I go through our, my social media, uh, social media routine is like, how human is this? Mm. How human is this? Because that's where you get your uh, unpaid advertising from. And Facebook wants you to hit the blue button, man. Like, think about, I mean, I have stats here. I think Facebook, uh, let's see, gross, like somewhat of, I think like $10 billion just in advertising alone. Yeah. Ridiculous. It how is many, how many ridiculous. Blue, blue button pushes is that with $20? <laughs> a lot. It's oh. a ton. And because they make it so easy to do. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, the reason why you're hired at Stonewater and the reason, you know, we we have the jobs that we have. Uh, I'm with Group M7. Yeah, I would love to hear about that, too. Sure. The, the reason that we have the jobs that we have is because we want to help people get the maximum amount of optimization out of their social presence, right? Absolutely, and, 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 and conveying the correct message at that. Exactly, exactly. So uh, anyway, we can we can jam a little bit more, but I wanted to, it, it, that is a subject that just came up uh, earlier. It's just like it, in my day today was paid versus unpaid and how so many people are leaving a lot of opportunity on the table just because they need help navigating and understanding how to communicate with their audience online. If they just knew how to communicate with their audience the right way in a more human way, like you said. Preaching to the choir. I know, man. Anyway. People, people schedule me for a one-hour consulting session mm. just to ask me how to spin their boost. And I'll be like, I don't think you should be doing this. Let's let's actually use my consulting time. Let's let's break down what what is your business great at? Mm. What is it doing better than everyone else? And let's exploit that. And yeah. and that might be the incorrect word to say, not exploit, but really like dive deep into um, how can we convey this message of what makes you special in a very creative way. Mm. So whether that be through community involvement, mm-hmm. whether that be through uh, great communication through video development, whether that be through uh, live interviewing someone like this through a podcast mm-hmm. or on a live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know, when Stonewater started, we've even affected the Tyler Chamber. They're like all about doing the live streams with uh, community highlights now. And I've been discussing things with them about working with their Facebook calendar. I said, anything you have on your website calendar needs to be on your Facebook calendar. That's a, you're paying, you're getting a free domain through Facebook. Think about it that way. In a lot of ways, Facebook.com slash Stonewater Roofing. That's not a plug. (laughs) (laughs) It's just an example of that's a free domain. You're not having to pay for it all. Mm -hmm. So use it to the best of your ability because let's say you don't have a great website, but you have a great Facebook, you're still getting great exposure. Yes, because that's where the people are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So. Let's let's go back because I just got uh, excited about that topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you get into the media game uh, itself? You said you just started in Stonewater in June, so that's uh, what eight months now. But prior to getting that job, like what? Who were? You, what? What was Skylar doing? Man, um, this is one of those questions that I could go real deep and uh, you know tell it all, or I can skim over it and try to make it as fast as possible. Um, basically, I was born in East Texas in Kilgore. And uh, I, my parents divorced, and I had to get raised in Arkansas until third grade. And then my stepdad at the time got a job where we moved to the DFW area. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to Mansfield Summit High School. Uh, I played baseball, super normal kid, you know, 
when I say normal, I mean like normal GPA too. Like wasn't really great at school, didn't enjoy it. And um, when I was growing up in Arlington, I, I quickly realized I had a passion for something. And that is when it all truly came together. I was playing Madden. EA Sports, it's in the game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was playing Madden and uh, I just had this obsession with like making different jerseys. Okay. And then it like clicked. And then I played NBA 2K and NBA Live. And I was like, I want to make a new franchise. Bro. I want to move the city. I want to make a new logo and then make it on my computer and then upload it and put it on their helmets, see what it looks like. Dope. Okay. I'm going to interrupt you right there because I had the same experience. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Dunn, why have we not met? Dude, it's (laughs) destiny. So, so I remember like, you know, you self-analyze, you know, when you're, when you're going through life and you're like, okay. You don't realize it though. And I think that's really important. Uh, self-analyzation, I think yeah. that's really, truly important because people don't sit back and, and really listen to their passions a lot. They just go with emotions. And me and you at 16, 17 years old playing video games took the time to self-analyze and was like, hey, there's something to this. There's solid ground here. Well, you know, I'm more recently just looking back and I, and I start to see the trend line of, wait a minute, I've been, this is just a different version of what I've been doing for my entire life. You know, in video games, there is a lot of different ways to connect with other people, um, build community and, um, exercise just creative messaging. Right. So Mm -hmm. like if you're creating jerseys, I wasn't a sports game player, but I remember playing, uh, was it like Need for Speed and stuff? Oh and you customize gosh. the car underground and, and underground too. Exactly, You're like changing the color so of the cables sick. and the engine. Right, and then and then when you get into like multiplayer online play, like for, with PS2, I remember I would start create. I would create different names all the time. I was like, okay, so I, you know, I just get a sense of inspiration and be like, oh, I'm going to be this person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to act this way. I'm going to try to like boost my stats, right? Or I'd create a team. And I tried to recruit people to the team, and the team would be. I remember one was called uh, the. You were lip- just a little networking god Dude, on Need was, for Speed. Well, but exactly, no. But <laughs> you know, it's like it's like I was just following, going in the motions. You know, as a kid, like okay, this is what this is what you do. So I would uh, like I remember I was playing Killzone PlayStation Two, awesome game. Um, I, I started a clan called the Liberation. And like this, and in my head, I you know I just like dreamt up this like okay the the liberation is going to be about this and we're going to do this and da 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 da, and so fast forward you know twelve years to now I'm like okay strong com podcast it's about this I'm going to connect with these you know what I mean so it's yeah. a different version a different thing so I I just wanted to pause on that because I think it's really interesting how video games can be a training ground for community building communication and there's a lot of things that video games, you know, uh, learning different software systems within that medium has, has taught me so much that I think I inherently carry with me through uh, my career now. Yeah, man, my wife, I still play video games to this day and I I don't regret it. And I'm sure my wife is going to listen to this and I appreciate that for supporting me. (laughs) I love you by the way. And, um, but she still, I mean, I always have a positive outlook when it comes to video games because I look back at moments like that. Because I'm now 26 years old um, and, and looking back at my career going like, man, that was, a, that was a sign. That was a sign. Right. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? And it now all makes sense to where I'm like, 
uh, Ashley, sorry, but the kids are going to have a PlayStation, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I encourage it because you have so much digital communication nowadays. Think about it. Even when we didn't have phones, because not all kids had phones. Kids nowadays, they're getting, my niece just got a phone and she's in fourth grade. Mm. She has an iPhone X 10R. Dang. Yeah, 10R, right? And um, she's in fourth grade. And I'm thinking, what could you possibly need that high end of a phone for? But at the same time, I see the parent side is like communication and, and tracking and, and being able to monitor their kid. But when we didn't have that type of stuff, Xbox 360 was it. That's true. The Xbox 360 was it. And we learned how to digitally communicate through messages. Yeah. And we used to record our voices and then send it to people as messages. And yes. we would ask and become friends on this. So we were like literally doing what social media's groundwork is on the internet before it was really even seen as being okay. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Well, I mean, what time period is 360? Mm, what is that? 360 came out. Facebook is 08, which it still wasn't like 360 huge. came out around then. Yeah. Had but but Facebook was Facebook is not what it was. Yeah. Not what it is now. Yeah, 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 back then, but yeah, you, excellent point because um yeah, that's a that's an excellent parallel that I never really uncovered before in that like video games were really like an OG social network. Yeah. Uh, before it really became, but also that's the reason that because you know video game consoles are just supercomputers. Absolutely. You know, and PCs were game systems prior to 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 consoles, really, and and nobody had smartphones back then. So you know what I mean. The the smartphones really what started the social platform because it gave the access to everyone. Absolutely. Because it it was just kind of like a Trojan horse in that. Oh, I need a phone. Oh wait, now now everybody thinks that you need a supercomputer when you know maybe you do, maybe you don't. But anyway, yeah. uh, man, that's excellent. That's excellent. That's no. a really interesting. So. Not to interrupt, but I will gladly interrupt. Uh, no, please do, because <laughs> I will probably interrupt you multiple times, and that is probably because of my personality type, and I just like getting stuff out because I will forget it. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, continue. So you saw the signs um, as you were as you were creating different things on uh, it, within uh, video games, and yeah. then and then and then what? So college, I, I, what? Pff- Oh my gosh! Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> I uh, I decided, hey mom, you're moving back to Arkansas, and I really like it out here in DFW because who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, got to see the Rangers like ten times a year because I went to high school down the street. And uh, I was like, hey mom, I'm I'm not moving back to Arkansas. I think I'm gonna go to community college out here. And what is every? I graduated early, uh, just because of my age. I graduated at seventeen. And then I turned 18 over the summer, and I was like, uh, what, what is something that a 17-year-old would do when preparing for college? Not. They would not prepare for college. <laughs> they would not do their FAFSA. They would not do any of that. So I ended up having to move uh, to Arkansas at last minute and got to go to a community college at Hope, uh, Arkansas, and uh, U-A-A-C-C-H. It's a lot of letters. Might be messed up. Don't check it. Um, but I went there. And I still had no realization to all this was happening. And I I was not career driven. I wasn't college driven. And, um, you know, my family had kind of gone through a financial crisis. And my stepdad and my mom then divorced. And we kind of went bankrupt, honestly. And I got my car taken up. And uh, that was just a terrible, terrible moment. And I didn't treat anything serious. 
And then when that moment happened and I'm 19 years old with no car, no ability to go to college, I then quickly was like, you know, I think I'm done for because I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything going on. Well, my dad saved my life and bought me a vehicle and moved me to Kilgore College. Well, when you go to a community college in Hope, Arkansas, that has no school colors, no mascot, two buildings, one being a library and one being where you go to classes, you wow. have, you have professors teaching multiple courses so you didn't have like a math professor or like an algebra professor you could go to them for english and algebra wow yeah it was like 13th grade times 1a arkansas okay and so then i went to kilgore and i was so appreciative i was like oh my god they have a football team ping pong they got video games and stuff and i i would just in so many people in East Texas that are born here, and I'm born in Kilgore, and I'm proud to say this. I'm so proud to be a Kilgore alumni because I went to Hope and saw the very bottom of what college could be. Mm. And I went to Kilgore and was so appreciative where no one in East Texas area would ever say that. It's true. And then my GPA went up. I started taking school serious. I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Everyone just told me, man, I think you'd be a natural salesman. But I always thought, salesmen don't need college degrees. I need to like blend this with something so I got my general studies in business and then went to UT Tyler and this man right here locally in East Texas Tyler area um, guy changed my life gave me an internship uh, Dave Anderson uh, do you know Dave Anderson Mm-mm. oh man oh man so connect me oh god he would be a great great podcast guy. what does he do uh, so um, Dave he? Dave Anderson um, he owns his own company he does leadership consulting Oh, cool. He had like 20 plus years in pharmaceutical sales and was like killer manager making just basically developed a team that could hone in on goals and continually yeah. reach those goals consistently. Talk about salespeople. Those are salespeople. That that guy is. Sales professionals. Sorry. Oh, not, oh, no, not no, just no. salespeople. That guy is unreal. And I got an internship where it was a marketing internship and I quickly realized wow, there's a lot that goes into owning your own business. He's trying to write a book. He's doing podcasts uh, in Tyler and getting over 20,000 listens. And uh, he's writing this book and I'm trying to help him. And I, I do drafts of the book cover. And all this was given to me and it was paid. So nice. this guy basically was like, I need you to send out emails uh, letting people know that my new podcast is out. And I need you to figure out a way, can we put this on SoundCloud too? Is there any other platforms that we can put this on? So he, out of creating problems for himself, trying to be so technologically advanced, is like exponentially growing me in my career, and I didn't even realize it. He mm. taught me I was I was not good at cold calling. I cold called. Um, I was not good with event management. I started event management every one of his classes. But he does leadership consulting where he does a six-week program with all of the large companies here in Tyler where they're struggling with retention and things. So he trains them in leadership, meaning like integrity, character, and some of those traits. Awesome. What's the company name? Express Leadership University. Interesting. E-L-U. I got to meet this dude. No, you need to uh, interview this guy. And he's he's awesome. His book was one of the uh, top sellers in the business category on Amazon. Local here in Tyler, Becoming a Leader of Character. Look that up. Man, I'm all about that. Oh, and he's he's one of the most godly and Christian men, and he still reaches out to me to this day asking how my career is. And if awesome. I could thank him any awesome. larger, I would. So so he was the one that really kind of put you on a on on a on a uh, fast track. Oh yeah, I mean, I was having to do graphic design with Microsoft um, publisher. I like what you said about he keeps creating problems for himself and it's exponentially growing you oh, because yeah. I, I just love that point of 
if we could create more problems for ourselves in that, oh, I have no choice. I have no choice but to figure this out. If you keep creating problems for yourself, you have to find solutions at some point. Oh, yeah. Or you just get defeated. And that's the test. That's the point of if if that's the decision point of whether you're going to grow or you're going to fail. Yeah. And I, I love that. I love I, that. I have this uh, written down specifically, so I won't forget that I say it uh, or to say it is um, this is this is really important. Stay passionate and fail gracefully. Okay. That's it, man. If you can find something in industry, something you're doing that you just naturally love and something doesn't work out, you're going to fail gracefully every time. You could lose every dollar that you ever had. I've done it. I got laid off from a marketing firm here in Tyler. And I, I this is not me being conceited or anything, but I do feel like I'm probably um, one of the top guys at my age um, doing what I do. And I got laid off by a marketing firm here in Tyler. And that blew my mind. Man, ego check. Ego check. It's happened to me, for sure. So what did I realize? Uh, social media and digital platforms is all video. What does Skylar need to learn how to do? Indeed. Indeed. So I started learning how to do video production. Um, I actually contacted Trent well before we worked because I saw a live stream that he did at Stanley's Famous Barbecue where for uh, music. And I was like, whatever this software is, it's excellent. This is unreal. How is he getting watermarked logos on live stream? What is this? And then he just started like grooming me into... I'm now a post-production monster on Final Cut Pro, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, that, But that is it. Stay passionate and fail gracefully because if you're passionate about what you do and even when you fail, you are going to create more problems for yourself, but you're going to drive yourself to, to learn more, to do more, and to impact more. And that's kind of what this podcast really is, is you know, we're, we're just trying to impact and be strong communicators and company and all of those things happen when you fail. Indeed. Indeed. Love it. I love it. I love it. And, you know, your your story is a, a case in point. It's an excellent example of getting around the right people. Oh, because yeah. if, you know, if you were to stay in hope, hey, no, no hate on hope, but if you're going to be if you're going to be in that scenario where there's not a lot of people looking up, there's not a lot of people growing themselves. There's, you know, people are stretched thin, it sounds like. And there is no hope ironically, um, then then what are you going to do? You're going to stay flat. But what you're able to do, and I, I think this is a, a really important career life lesson in that a sense of gratitude and appreciation. You learned going from Hope to Kilgore that, that you, you learned how powerful gratitude and appreciation is. Man. Because that's one thing that I've learned being in Tyler for 10 years I was, you know, I, I grew up in an East Texas town called Edgewood. And what we do in these small East Texas towns is go to Tyler, the big city, or you go somewhere else, a, a big city like Tyler, and join the community college, you know, and and, and do what you can, right, to, to, to graduate. I didn't graduate, but uh Doesn't college, matter, man. But, Doesn't matter. But you're the, passionate and you're going to fail gracefully. For sure. And, but the um the thing that, that uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, I'm sorry about that. That God. was one of the things I was talking about. No. You were talking about going to community college going and you're going to gonna go there and figure out what you're doing. Yeah. I was like the, um, oh, I know what I'm talking about. The, uh, the story in Tyler, Texas for a large part of my life has been Tyler sucks. We got to move to Austin for the longest time. There's still remnants of it today. 
But Tyler has grown progressively over these past 10 years. Slowly but surely, it has grown to a, a, a place of great opportunity. And, and, and I think I always took the perspective of, you know, Tyler has its problems. It's got its things that you just can't get. You, you know, there, there's not as much opportunity um, in Tyler as there could be in Austin or Dallas or, you know, some of these, you know, more populous cities. But therein lies, you know, glass half full thinking will tell you that, wait, there's a men's opportunity here. Exactly. Because somebody has to create those things. Exactly. So I'm so happy you think that way. I think that way 100%. And now more than ever, I double down on it all the time because, because if, if, Everybody leaves this place to go create great things elsewhere. Yeah. Great things will never be created here. It's the same thing that the president's talking about, not to bring up politics, but the same concept. Yeah. If you're not here being successful, then you're going somewhere else and being su- successful. So, like, if you leave Tyler and start a top 50 marketing firm in the United States in Austin, there's also, like, three more there. Why can't you just be great in Tyler? Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, and I, I think you're doing that here. And even this building that I'm sitting in right now doing this podcast is light years beyond what Tyler had, I'm sure, while you were in high school. Um, I just visited a new work hub in Tyler. That co-work space is unreal. It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. legit. It's legit. It's legit. You got to go by uh, co.work too. It, I've, never, I've never been. You gotta I've never go, been. You got to go meet Blake. He's, he's a great guy. I'm, a, I'm, I'm in the process of uh, mentoring a kid uh, and he, he's not finishing high school and we're working on potentially getting his uh, GED and things like that. But uh communicating and 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 some of those things going into mentoring people mm-hmm. is once I saw that happen with Dave I was like why can't I be Dave for someone else even though Dave is like way way more advanced mature smart um wise than I am um why can't I do this for someone and that was that was when I realized that how community communication and company really evolves in that and um I have some stuff here about mentorship, but we can get into that as soon as you No, get I love that. I love that because um, I think a lot of times I've done this myself, um, but a, a lot of people put a governor on themselves instead of, you know, they, they just, they, they go, well, I know the speed limit's 70, so I'm going to go 65 and then that, you know, I'll, I'll be safe. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's plenty of straight roads ahead that you can just press on the gas and you'll be okay. That's not driving advice, but that's, that's life advice in that, and that everybody goes, well, not me. I can't do that. I shouldn't press forward and 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 take this risk of, hey, maybe this guy turns out worse. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's gonna happen. Nah. But but like there's there's so many times where you second guess your own ability in in bringing somebody else up that you never bring somebody else up. You mm-hmm. just you just let let things be. Yep. And where where. People have way more influence than they think they do. People have way more influence than they think they do. Even in small towns, even Especially. when you got fourteen Facebook friends, mm-hmm. even when you got you know five Twitter followers or, or whatever, you know, um, I I follow Kanye West and I'm, I'm a big fan. But he brought this theory to um, Twitter that was like, why don't we just drop the followers? Like, why don't we drop the numbers? Sure. And then, you know, that would enrage some people that make money off of that type of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, I really got his message of like, you are important. You're, what you want to tweet, what you want to put out in the public, that energy that you put out is important. The fact that you have 15 or 15 million followers, is, it's, it's irrelevant. 
And I took that and was like, if you have 15 Facebook friends or whatever, those 15 friends probably really care about what you have to say. You know? It's very true. Whereas 15 million, they might not really care about what you have to say. So, you know, influence is all not always on a number. And uh, we get so caught up in that, in this modern age of, I got 5,000 views, I got this amount, but influence cannot be uh, quantified. Yeah, and, you know, the numbers always does, you know, it does come up a lot. Because I hate that term micro-influencers too, but go ahead. Well, it's like, you know, People people talk about, you know, how many billions of people are on Facebook. And, you know, I, I hear that a lot when when consultants try to sell Facebook to a company or, or what have you. And they say uh, there's, you know, seven there's there's six billion people on the planet. There's one billion on Facebook or something like that. There's seven point seven billion people worldwide. Uh huh. Four point two billion on the Internet uh-huh. and three point three nine seven billion actively on social media, courtesy of Brandwatch. As of January 2019. Coming through with the stats. I appreciate that. I got you, so, man. So, so, but when you say that, that's that's great, but you, you, you have to go back to the whiff of what's in it for me, right? And a lot of people say, hey, you could reach everybody and totally circumvent the most important part is that you could reach one person. Yeah. And that, the whole point of it man. is to connect with one person, the person that you need to bring into your community, whatever you do. It might be a business, like an actual business, or it might just be the belief that you hold. What matters is connecting and resonating with that one or two or three. It's one at a time. The only thing that actually matters in terms of audience is one at a time, yep. not 15,000 or a, a certain a certain amount. Because when you chase the number, you're going to get the number. And then that short-term rush to get the number is going to create long-term problems because you didn't build one step at a time. And that's how, I mean, to connect it back to life itself, to connect it back to your career, it was all one step at a time that made you the person that you are, the creator that you are today. And it's and it's from this ongoing process of learning, you know, self-analyzing and, 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 and growing and sharing with other people that you become this next level, right, that, it, it, that you grow. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that is, that's really, you just put what I said in like a minute way better. That's why you do podcasts and I don't. <laughs> no, but strong I, calm, dude. Yeah, strong calm. <laughs> um, but I had, I had brought some, some stats and stuff and I don't know if you want to, they probably heard enough about me theoretically. Uh, you know, they're share here. what you want to share, man. Yeah, no, I, I've got a bunch of stuff I want to get off, but I want to stay on topic as well because we'll put it, we'll we'll take it there. Well, it's also because the same thing that you were talking about is like one step at a time. So the one person that you know, I'm not even going to do that. Okay, the hundreds of people that might be listening to this, uh, like they are wanting to know communication company. You, that's what you designed this to be. So mm-hmm. I don't want to like veer off too much and be like, you know, no, it's fine. My life was awesome now <laughs> well a lot of people can learn from from the journey and that's oh yeah that's that's really what uh this podcast is about you know daniel uh the the person that i had on um just a few days ago he was talking about you set me up for strong calm i feel like i got to be a strong communicator and yeah. i told him i said i set myself up with like it, you don't know how many clips i've deleted because i'm like that wasn't strong enough 
you know what I mean, uh, of me communicating. But the whole pr- the whole point of the podcast is to grow stronger. It's not really to be like, hey, everybody, I'm the strongest. It's about f- discovering what is strength in these three areas. Yeah, and and um, something that sparked in my head while you were uh, mentioning uh, that a while ago was I think so- when you do these consulting sessions and they're asking you for advice and things, it's like they throw everything they know about business out the window because it's on a digital platform. So you were saying like one at a time, like don't worry about reaching the masses, reach your target market. And that's extremely important because, you know, the 80-20 rule still exists digitally. People just people just throw it out the window. You know the 80-20 rule, right? Oh, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so the 80-20 rule means that... Um, 80% of your business comes from like 20%. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Of your clientele. And so that means like referrals are really important and recommendations and, and things of that nature. So when you say, I want to reach 60,000 people in these zip codes. All right. We can do that. It's not going to be very successful because those zip codes don't really care about what you have to do. But if you reach five people that really care about your company and they would be recommending you to five more people, that impact is far greater and uh, far, far more. The conversions are going to be way higher just because there's still, even when it's digitally, you still have this personal interaction with someone when they recommend a company or, or they say something great about a company that you take so tangible, you take so tangible. You could read 50 million five-star Google reviews but your friends say that this guy's better, and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go with this guy. Yeah, elements of trust. Absolutely. So people, I, I I encourage people that are asking for how do I do digital stuff? How do I do digital? Don't take everything that you learned out of your MBA, bachelor's, uh, in all your years of experience in business, and throw it out of the window because it's on a platform that you don't know. That's extremely important. Well said. Well said. So what do you want to share? Man, so take us off the the beaten path, and we'll we'll find our way back. <laughs> Man, no worries. I, I got I got tons of stuff I'd like to share, but I don't want to be boring with stats. You're not going to. Yeah, I'm giving you permission. <laughs> so, um, as far as communication, you sent me some questions that you wanted to me to we, answer. Yeah, we haven't even looked at those. Yeah, no, no, no. I have them all written down right here, brother. Um, so how do you think storytelling through social media and content creation for brands that aren't your own? Like, how do you think about it? Yeah, how do you think about storytelling and communication for brands that aren't your own? How do you think about that? Man, um, all brands have a specific personality. Every brand. The ones that don't aren't popular on digitally, social media. Don't take that. You know, Microsoft doesn't really have personality, but don't take that to offense. I would argue the the the, the opposite, but... You think so? Yeah. On, on what medians? Okay, so... Let's let's not. I don't want to derail too much. No, but, no, no. You're good. So yeah, I think Microsoft definitely does have a personality. I just think I'm, I'm thinking of people like Wendy's, okay, and like Whataburger on okay. Twitter, where right. they're they. It's not the. It's not like you're talking to a lawyer. Sometimes I feel like some companies have gotten so big that they have to be careful what they say. Whereas like Whataburger is just in the South, and they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna eat a Whataburger and you're gonna like it." And then on Twitter, and people are like, "Yeah, I love Whataburger." That's right, right, awesome. right, right. So you're saying that brands need to have a personality. Yes, that's what. That's kind of what I was gonna say. Is you know, brands have to have a specific personality, and you know, your target market has to agree with that. So. Um, you know, Whataburger is open 24 hours, so you probably need to tweet stuff late, right? 
So they do that and they talk about like, oh, uh, you know, Monday Night Munchies and stuff like that to where it it caters to their target market, whereas some of these companies could never have that personality and rightfully so. But you need to find your personality and then storytell. Don't ever try to storytell to create a personality. Does that, does that make any sense at okay, all? Okay, I'm digging it. I'm so, digging it. Keep so, talking. Yeah. I like it. So I'm write that one down. Yeah, if, if you're storytelling and you're you're talking about, you know, the background of the company and uh, we, we've, we're we 80 years of experience in this field and we have the best employees and stuff, tell me about that employee that's the best. Okay. Right? Okay. Like, I, I, don't, I don't need... I don't need to know, um, you know, what all y'all have done. I want to know where, what y'all are doing. What are y'all? What are y'all doing currently? What is something that is relevant to me today, not not eighty years ago? And sh- I mean, I don't want to say that these companies that haven't been around a, a long time aren't amazing, but find your personality and then stick to it. Because if if you guys want to be, we're the most historically great X Y Z company in the nation. That's great. But that can only last so long before you have to tell a different story. And now your personality's ruined because you're having to recreate a story kind of like Wells Fargo. Yeah. So I don't know the Wells Fargo story, but one thing that I, I, I have come across thousands of times probably is, and, and I made, uh, you know, the Willy Wonka meme where he's like, oh, yeah. he's got his fist against yeah. us. Okay. So it's the Willy Wonka meme and it's, oh, you're the, uh, Customer service is your like prime objective. Oh my gosh! Thank Tell you me for more about us. that, because <laughs> the like the amount of times I've seen customer service is our number one goal. Oh my gosh! You know, it's like, written like, all over their like flyers and everything. All, the, the whole value add that you have is customer. Of course it is. Of yeah. course it is. Of course it is. That is not an actual story. That's not a personality. And you know, as as funny as it is to us. You know, a lot of people are just businesses. They're just they're just businesses. They're trying to create a business. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you what you think about this, but this is the difference between a a business and a brand. A business, you, you can have a business without a brand. You can also mm. have a brand without a business. Mm. The branding part, personality fits in the branding part. And so when when I see a, a you know, it's of course you can have customer service as your goal. Perfect. Totally. One hundred percent. But if you, here's another thing: is but, but if you if you say customer service is your like number one thing, it better be lights out. It better be Brookshire's level customer service for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So yeah, it's it's all about how you actually live it out. So um, the the whole you know personality point is that is that it goes into the branding. Um, storytelling is an element of branding, but you're saying that the personality has to come first. And I think that's really interesting. So you're starting from square one there of like, okay, well, before we tell anybody about anything, it's, it's, it's defining who you are before what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So Stonewater and Tyler is kind of known to be like, we're really fun. Our work life, I mean, we have group chats on like GroupMe where everyone's encouraging each other. It's unlike any company I've ever worked for. And I immediately clinged onto that. I was like, this this is, I've never had so many people striving for my success as well as being stern enough to tell me when I'm not being successful enough. And I loved it. I was like, this, this is what I needed. And I worked for a company um, right out of college that I worked for here in Tyler. And I won't say who they are. Um, but it was a customer service. This is all we do. 
we're, we have these many locations and this is what we service and we have great customer service. But every time I would go out and try to sell or talk about them on digitally, or uh, whether it be the website or social media, I got the opposite from the clientele. Even our target market would be like, well, you, you guys have great customer service, but I also need the stuff that I want from you guys to work well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like our just systems weren't there. So someone with lack thereof, no customer service could just have a better operating system, meaning like, you know, X starts here and ends here. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's better than theirs, they're going to use that. And if it's cheaper, they're going to use that. And so customer service doesn't isn't always a trump card. And um, I had to go through that. But Stonewater is totally different, totally different. It's, yeah. it's an amazing, an amazing experience to say the least, but it's it's almost I kind of lost where I'm where I was going with well, that. Well, I, I think I think where you're going is is it's it's one thing to talk the talk. Oh yeah. But you have to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. You have to actually do the thing that you say that you're going to do, and you have to do it on their terms. Customer service yeah. is service. It's not you centric. It's not brand centric. Mm-hmm. And and when it comes to storytelling and building brand. You have to serve the customer and serving the customer a lot. Most of the time, I would say 80% of the time, you're going to be talking about what the customer values, mm-hmm. not what the brand values. Absolutely. And so like, you know, it, yeah, so go ahead. No, and we were so focused on efficiency at that point, trying to correct the systems that weren't working that like customer service got thrown to the side for a little bit and then it like derailed everything. Because then if you if you don't have the system that's correct and your service goes out the window, there's no reason to use you anymore. So, like, if you're going to – I I can't even say it as well as you did. Customer service is exactly what you said. It's customer service. It's it's not it's, – it's everything to do if – you're, if you're not trying to increase the efficiency of the system for the customer, but you're trying to – increase the efficiency for corporate office or, you know, the marketing department or how many less emails can I make this to do this and it's not focused on the customer. If your number one reason why you hold business is because of customer service and you're making software decisions due to that, it's going to derail. Well, right, right, right. And and you don't even have to say, you know, customer service or what have you. It's implied in business oh, yeah. in, that, in that if I'm building a business, the whole premise is I'm giving you something in return for something. Great point. Say it louder for the people in the back. So, like customer so, service is not different. It is expected at this point. Exactly. Exactly. So I love it. I love it. Right on, man. We're jamming. Uh, what else you got? So um, let's see. So I talked about, oh, this was the point I was, come on. So storytelling always needs to equal humanization. So, so what, start with personality. Yeah. Yeah. So personality goes into your storytelling Mm -hmm. and then your storytelling needs to be humanized okay so a lot of people get obsessed with like i need to curate six blogs a week so for seo reasons and for all those people out there thinking that's correct you are correct you should be blogging for keyword sake and for seo sake but are you answering the questions that people need to know about your business you could be a um, roofing company, for ex- or example, and say, you know, these shingles are the best in the industry. Well, that didn't answer any of my questions. I didn't humanize that at all. I just listed out what products I sell. Now, that's great for SEO because now I know what products you have, but it didn't help me at all making a decision on which shingles 
right? So mm-hmm. when you write those blogs or when you create those stories, videos, how is a human and or your target market going to engage and react to that? So I'm sure they call them backlinks on SEOs. And I, I quickly realized that those are really effective methods of getting people to your website because I'll always like do research on YouTube or whatever before I buy some tech gadget that my wife doesn't want me to buy. And I'll say, what is the top five of this? Right. And I want to know why. And I want to know the pros and cons for each product. And I'm going to research and research and research. And in reality, all of these companies that are doing these blogs about these top five and the reasons why and they're doing all these reviews, that's like one of the most trusted sites because it's so humanized. It's like, I know why you're here. Let me answer the problems you have. And it goes full circle to what we first talked about is like when you solve problems, it equals business. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, my brother, I was riding with him in our truck on the way to my family fishing trip this uh, weekend. And my dad's always like, Skylar, you're smart. You need to like invent something. I'm always like, well, dad, I, I guess I could, but I'm not really, that's not, I'm not an engineer. Right. (laughs) I I have ideas, but I'll just have to turn those over to someone that can make them work. But there was this hunting glove and I'm sure the people on the podcast don't hunt, but if you do, your hands get cold in the winter when you're hunting. But on the right hand, you want to like hold the gun and pull the trigger and you can't do that with like thick mittens on. So this company called Drake created a big glove that has like an over-the-top sleeve to put your hand in so when you're not using it, you can put it in this fleece, waterproof, like, pouch, like a kangaroo on your bigger glove on the left hand. So then your right hand is free. And so I was telling my dad, I was like, this is the type of stuff. Inventions don't happen because you're smart. Inventions happen because you solve a problem. Right. And that's, that's, it comes full circle is problems equal business opportunities. And when you fail and create problems for yourself, it creates growth opportunities. And when you're not a strong communicator and you mess up on a podcast like I did and lose my spot, you become a better communicator. Because <laughs> you keep track of it. You yeah. got to keep track of it. But that, that was kind of a, a parallel as well as an example or a metaphor um, of kind of how I see people. My dad always thinks, I'm just so smart. Why can't you just do it? Make it big. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. But we just keep on going. And, yeah. you know, consistency is a, a big part of it and, and just never quitting. Um, so storytelling, you've got to humanize the story. And I like what you said about like, you know, talking about the product of a shingle, mm-hmm. but the really important point is humanizing it and, and making it relate to the, to the viewer. So it's like, Hey, this is really, really great. Here's some features and benefits of it. It's, you know, like hail proof or something like yeah. that. But you know, what he really wants to know is, does it look good with blue paint? Because my wife needs it to like look nice on the house. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So if you're not like saying, hey, also, in addition to being hailproof, it looks really great on blue and greenhouses. Exactly. Blue and greenhouse guys, like, I'm in. Man, that's what I'm trying to say is it's it's when people can can this is what they call dynamic content in the digital world, is when um, this is where everything is going to be going eventually. And that's mm. why they want to know your location and, and, and things like that. When you pull up, I have this app called Honey. So anytime I'm shopping, it says like, here's the nearest locations with cheaper prices and, and stuff like that. So it molds my experience online to something that is dynamic for me. So everything is going to be moving forward where you could type in what type of home you have, what square footage, and it'll be like, you know, this is the best shingle, but this is better for your value based on your square footage. Right. That's dynamic where it changes to the person viewing it. And that's where everything is going to be going here in the future is like 
this is, I live here or I am this height and weight. And then when you go to Academy, it'll say like, well, you know, these people at this height and weight said that this fits small. So it's probably not going to fit you. Amazon is already doing this where if you type in the vehicle that you have and you search for products like an air filter, they'll be like, this product doesn't fit yours. Go to the next one. No joke. And it'll suggest the product that fits. So dynamically curating your content in all realms is going to be like, 2019 2020 everyone's going to be doing that and i i need to learn how to do it <laughs> <laughs> well that's incorporating a lot of uh that, that's like artificial intelligence yeah that's uh that's uh big data is what that mm-hmm. really is amazon definitely has big data and they're 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 uh, taking everybody to town on on leveraging the data that they have to get people to buy you know other but, stuff but and some people are freaked out by artificial intelligence but also at the same time you need to understand that they're making your shopping habits your purchasing or um even just the way you go about life easier so some people are like oh, i don't want the new update and I'm, i just saw the new ios update and i was like oh i can turn off my notifications just from the bar now that's sick i love it that, <laughs> that just skipped a whole moving to the section bar and turning off the individual application AI is not something bad. It is sometimes poorly used for marketing purposes, but for the most part, it's solving problems still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it will. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to catch the things that you wanted me to make sure that I brought to the table. And You're I bringing hope, it, dude. dude I hope Don't I worry. Am. Don't um, worry. Best practices for video and how to think, keep things fresh and consistent. How do you do that? Let's do it. How do I do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you do any video? What's the question? Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I started doing video when I was in... Um, this is what I was waiting for. Aaron Dunn, tell me the background. This is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, so, I, I do video and I don't. Uh, not on not on your level. I, I'm, I'm a few notches below for sure. But, so I got in... I, I guess you could say that I started doing video when I was in car sales. And... Um, much like your story, I found myself um, with my back up against the wall in a way saying, what do I do now? Um, I have to do something. And I was in car sales. I had no sales skills, no marketing skills, no business skills. I had the one shirt and one tie that I had in my closet that I showed up to interview with. I probably had like two other, you know, pairs of, uh, you know, two other outfits to wear. To, so I'd look businessy, you know, and um, I said, what, how am I going to get people to show up and buy a car for me? I have no idea. So then I realized, wait, I have a, a cell phone in my hand and all the other car guys are playing Candy Crush and got their attention wrapped up in this, in this phone. Whereas what if I use this same technology to start communicating to other people what I'm doing? So I started in video, uh, doing video walk around. So I would do the did exterior. Did you do them live? I did not do them live. Okay. I did them, uh, I did them, yeah. I, I recorded them and then I uploaded them to YouTube. That's awesome. That so, Shout out to you just that you stepped off a ledge and then look at where you are now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's been a really cool experience. I learned a whole bunch. And, and one thing that motivated me to do that, it wasn't like I'm going to be a YouTube star because this is five or six years ago. That was still like kind of shaky ground. Um, I said, I want to help people. I do need to get attention. The best way to kind of mask and communicate and make the most of my time is to upload it and, and see if I can, you know, get somebody to be interested in this car. Tell everybody that, tell people 
everything I know about the car, I have the data all in my head. The only thing it's going to do is help me because I'm going to reinforce. When you teach, you reinforce what you already know. They say that the best teacher, like the best way to learn is to teach because you have to know it like backward and forward for the student, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, worst case scenario, I'm going to know this way better. And then the other positive end is other people are going to know more about the vehicle I'm talking about and know me after that. Yeah. So, so over time, so yes, I do video or I did video mm-hmm. and then I dropped off and then I realized like, so that YouTube channel has 850 something subscribers now, just like it's, it's been growing for two or three years and I hadn't put a video on there. It's just been growing. So, so put I'm ad like credits on those put ad credits. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have to do this again. Like I, I have to go back into it because it's just opportunity sitting there. And when I see opportunity, I'm like, oh, yes. Mr. Opportunity. Opportunity, opportunity to, to interview, you know, to talk with Skylar on a podcast. Yes, I want to do it. You know, I'm just going to figure it out. So um, in terms of video now, like I'm doing video for, uh, like I want to document, uh, I, I want to help people in the in the vehicle that I'm at now. So with Group M7, um, you know, we do web design. I do social media. We do social media and graphic design, logo design, that kind of stuff. I want to help people um, understand those disciplines better um, and help people be more effective online. So now I'm documenting um, my journey and helping people do that in That's different ways. Incredible. So just just getting back into the video game and trying to level up my skills in terms of editing. I'm I spent hours here the other day editing one video that I don't, I don't even think I'm going to use anymore, but I learned a bunch. So what the the question though was storytelling and video? No, no, no. The question was uh, best practices for video and how to keep things fresh and consistent. Oh, cool. And- yeah, because I- that's definitely a question for you, not a question for me, because uh, yeah. Well, no, I was just curious because he's got this really cool Osmo Pocket, and he was showing it off. Yeah, dude. And man, so I've I just got certified in my drone license uh, about a month ago. Awesome. So now I can fly all around Tyler, except for heliports and Tyler Regional, um, legally. So I would love for you to stop by and say hi. Why are you flying that drone? And I can say because I can. <laughs> Yeah. So that's like the coolest part is like if someone shows up, I'm not in trouble now. Um, But I have gotten when I see purchasing technology so differently now, it's now tuition for me. Mm. It's tuition. Well said. I wish I would have spent $5,000 of my own money instead of on student loans purchasing video and photography equipment. Because when you make that investment, you're betting on yourself. You're betting on yourself. And when you do that, you're like, I spent $1,000 on a camera. I'm going to sit here and learn everything I need to know about this camera. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see how can it work better for me? How can I use it to benefit me? Can I use this and make more money off of it to pay it back? Can Can I do this? And that's how I did it with the drone was, well, actually, I started doing video with my cell phone. I had an iPhone 10 and I, I purchased it the first day it came out because I was like, this has a 4K camera. I am going to do everything on it. And it's like super fast for my social media stuff. I have folders upon folders of apps. I won't show you though, <laughs> but no, I will. Um, but what happened is I wanted to do video. And when I hit that wall that I was talking about earlier, and I ended up buying this thing called a Beast Grip 
online. I spent like $700 one night staying up till like two in the morning because I couldn't sleep because I didn't know if I wanted to buy it or not. And I did. And uh, it turned into tuition. I got in. I saw what a macro lens did. I saw what effects a wide angle lens did. I saw what, what a tripod did for my cell phone. Then I quickly realized, oh, wow, I need multiple angles. This one cell phone's not going to work. And the cell phone footage I am getting with walking around isn't stable. So then it introduced me to a gimbal. Right. And then I bought the Osmo Mobile 2. And then I bought a Moment lens. And then I got those lens cases and everything. And then I was like, well, now that I have all this footage, how am I going to put it all together? I guess I'm going to have to use iMovie. So then I use iMovie and I'm like, man, this thing's really limited. I'm watching all these YouTube videos and everyone just says, why are you using iMovie as a comment? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you noob. <laughs> so I go to the top comment and they're like, Final Cut Pro. So then I tell my boss, uh, Trent Spradlin, and I was like, uh, hey, I think I'm going to start getting into like film seriously and I'm about to buy a drone. He was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, the one I want is like $2,000. Do you think Stonewater would like, you know, help me out? No, <laughs> not on a whim for a hobby, um, but I ended up buying it for myself and then it forced me to learn Final Cut Pro, the importance of exposure, aperture. I'm about to buy a DSLR right now because I don't understand um, all the different settings like um, ISO range, f-stops and all of those things to yeah. a point where I'm getting frustrated because everything is self-taught and now I'm hitting like glass walls and I'm like, I am not going to get stopped on a glass wall nowadays i am so determined and i i am even i'm jumping over hurdles constantly whether it be through technology and community i'm not from the east texas area and i'm trying to get so involved that's why i wanted to do this is because i want to meet people i want to get involved in the community i reached out to ut tyler's college of business and technology um, i'm meeting with them on wednesday uh, well that's not relevant for you guys listening now but i'm meeting with them one day um about getting onto the board with the College of Business and Technology about a mentoring program. Dog, that's cool. I know, man. And and never, if you would have told me five years ago, I would be wanting to do this in Tyler because all I wanted to do back to do was go back to DFW. And now I'm like, I'm going to enrich the soil that where I am. And Trent has shown me that, that that is important. I've had so many great mentors over the time that whether it be through video development or learning how important community is. And Trent's been the first one to open my eyes about community. He's Tyler Lee grad, you know, went to, went to school here in Tyler and everywhere we go, he runs into someone and it's always a business opportunity. And I'm like, how can I get that? I'm not from Tyler, but now I've been doing what I do for four years. I have a pretty good name around here um, for the most part where people will ask me like, Hey, don't you do that? And I'm like, well, that's way better than what you were saying three years ago. <laughs> so, um, it, it has tremendously done so many wonders to me starting on video and buying that B script. But that's all because I put $700 of my own money when I didn't have it as tuition. And Dope. I used that tuition money to push myself forward to be better at something I knew I wasn't good at. That's awesome. That's awesome. You you took the risk, but you got the reward because you committed to it. And I, I love I love using tuition, that, that analogy of like, you, you use that investment as, as, as tuition. Yeah. And don't um, fall for the, like, I'll teach you how to do this for $30 thing it's that, all on YouTube. that you see. Do go to YouTube or even buy a membership to, is it Rebecca? No, no, there's a, there's a website out there. Um, Linda, it's, it's Linda, Linda, yeah. 
buy a one month membership. It's not a or, long con- long term contract. Here's a plug they don't pay me for. Uh, Tyler Innovation Pipeline. When you have a membership here, you they have like Udemy classes or something that you can You're come joking. up here and take. Yeah, I just now found out about this place because it's Aaron ridiculous. invited me, and then I got the tour before he showed up because I was so nervous about being on here. And I was like, I'm gonna walk around, study some notes, and then I got so captivated in this place. I was like, this is in Tyler, Texas. They have 3D printers. They have a row of Macs, not MacBook Pros, iMacs with every Adobe, Adobe Creative Suite, uh, the every app, and then they also have it on PC in case you're not a Mac person. Yeah, they have crazy. a green room. They have this place is awesome. It's don't tell unreal. don't tell too many people because then I can't book the room as much as I want. <laughs> so because <laughs> yeah. we'll have to do a part two of this for sure. I'm for already, sure, man. I'm already for loving sure, man. it. So um. Yeah, I mean, you, your your story is really, really inspiring, and I hope uh, I hope people I, I know people are going to get something out of it because um, it, it's a it, you're a living example of investing in yourself and w- the power of of true commitment and dedication uh, to to that. Um, it's it, it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. I I love hearing that. You and I have a bunch in common, man. Oh, it's, that's why I insane. noticed that because before we walk. He okay. So listen here. I'm not taking over the podcast, but Aaron Dunn. <laughs> when I walk into the room, guy says, "What's up?" I'm on the phone because I'm buying my first house, uh, which is another reason I'm trying Congrats. to enrich myself and Tyler is because I'm I'm making the commitment in two weeks. I am uh, closing on my home with my wife, and uh, Congrats, we man. we gave up the whole fantasy wedding. To like fundraise props for uh discipline yeah for uh, down payment money so we ended up getting like i mean we got like two grand saved up ourselves and then got like three grand in contributions so then that like literally covered all of the down payment so we got in a home just by not doing a fancy wedding no expensive wedding dress i used a suit that i regularly have congrats and now we're on the process of buying a, a home that was built in last August. Like it's brand new, three bedroom in South Tyler. I am so, I'm so lucky to have a wife that was willing to give up that sacrifice, as well as one that could listen to it to reap the reward later on when we you know, like. It feels like a big thing when you tell your, you know, your wife and her mother that you know we're thinking about skipping the wedding, and she goes, "What? Yeah, like, but we want to buy a home." But now fast forward six. Uh, we got married in December, let's see, two months, two and a half months from now, and then, or from then, and we're at home closing costs, or like home stage, and it's like this beautiful, same thing, investing, man, just make smart decisions, and and it'll get there. It's it's, it's long term, it's, you're you're thinking long term. Oh my gosh, You're thinking long term. So, uh, not to, not to make it about me, but back to me, you said I walked in and what? Oh my (laughs) gosh, I'm so sorry. No, Um, I'm just like, you're, you're leaving me hanging, I'm like, what did I do? Oh my gosh, so, uh, I'm not trying to take over the podcast for the second time, but Aaron Dunn walks in, says what's up, I'm on the phone with my, uh, mortgage person, and we don't even get to... (laughs) Did to say hi to each other, and he walks into the podcast room, sets everything up, and then I finally get off the phone with Terry Killingsworth, and I walk in, and he's like, hey, man, how's everything going? And we start talking, and then we immediately realize, we're like, the record needs to be on. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we already are so cool, and uh, click in right here, and we've got content spewing out without even trying to to do it to a point where I was like, yeah, let's just go ahead and cold turkey it. <laughs> and he was so right because this is this is definitely we have so many things in common, including the video game thing, which is yeah. so incredible. First person that I've ever uh, had uh, that I've talked to that had that kind of same experience and realization, and that um, it it applies in so many ways. That's why 
you know, uh, yeah, my kids are going to play video games too, but <laughs> for sure. Um, cool, man. Well, um, let's, let's see, let's see. We're wrapping up an, on an hour. We're coming up on an hour. Okay. So, um, that's usually the, the, the cutoff point for my conversations. Yeah. Um, is there, is there anything that you want to say that you didn't get a chance to? I, I think it's just, I think it's awesome that you said, I want to be on a podcast. Let's make it happen. So, uh, you know, you're my guest. And uh, you're my friend at this point for sure. Uh, anything else that you want to uh, tell the public? Yeah, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through just a little bit. I'm gonna try to make this five minutes. I used to have to do social media training for all the realtors and Tyler about two years ago, and I did like classes every month. And man, I have gotten so much great feedback from all the things that I brought to to them and to to everyone that I when I was doing that. But I do have some things that I just want to talk about. And um, so best practices for video, branding, branding, branding. Make sure that watermark is on there so no one can steal your footage and use it. There's YouTube rippers all over the place that you can, they can take drone footage from wherever you want and place it into their content. So be sure you're branding that. If you're a real estate agent or if you're a company that has a strong brand, be sure that watermark is down there. Great audio is so important. I'm realizing that now that I have these headphones on in this sweet podcast room or a sound booth at Tyler Innovation Pipeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great audio is so important. And when I started doing film on my, uh, my smartphone, Trent came up to me one, one day. Oh gosh, Trent. <laughs> yeah. He goes, uh, Hey, Skylar. So, um, I was listening to some of your videos. Let's just make sure that none of the videos sound like it was recorded on an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. So then I got a video mic micro. So, so I made, perfect. yeah. And I got a smart lav and, and I realize the difference now when I see things with like not as good of audio and I have my Bose headphones on at the, um, the office that I'm like, oh man, this is not good. And I see the importance of that now. So thank you, Trent, for making me realize that because I've gotten so much better. Um, when making videos, B-roll and multiple angles is so important. You can make a um, amazing storyline of just an interview and an overlap. When they say something, make them see it. When you say something, make them see it. So when I say, man, I was over at the Rocky Mountains, that's a good time to fade in a beautiful picture of the skyline at the Rocky Mountains. And it turns into like something really cinematic when you really didn't do anything but like a fade on a photo. Man, that's a great point because, you know, in the video work that I'm doing, that that's something that I, I started to learn. And, you know, you're, you're, Again, an example of uh, of learning by doing. Oh and, yeah. And the the greatest teacher is, is is setting yourself up to fail. And you know those are themes of this podcast for sure. And uh, I I definitely lived that moment out a few times of like I'm watching the footage back and I'm like, you know I I'm I'm telling but I'm not showing. Yeah. Yeah. And there you go. It's like the most important thing. And then like from there I, I've I've started to learn like okay it's not it's not it's not enough to to show and tell. You also have to problem solve. Yep. Anyway, if you can do ahead. those three things, man, I promise you're going to be making some money on YouTube. Seriously, if you can do those three things, even on this podcast, if you can, if like five people hear this podcast and get something from it, you're 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 paying yourself dividends already. I mean, I truly believe that. Um, the next thing about best practices for video is work with a software that you're not wasting your time on. Mm. If you're someone that's out there that's like, I do all my video editing on an iPad. That day is going to come to a halt one day where you can't do the video editing, whether we're at 8K or whether at whatever the video sizes are or something, that iPad is not going to be able to withstand and do the things that you need it to do. 
So don't waste your time on software that may not either A, be around or something that's not workable in the future. I highly suggest Final Cut Pro. It's $300 one time versus Adobe Premiere Pro, which is like $85 every month. So you, you could have paid for 65 It's ridiculous. 65 yeah. Um, so I have community here. And now I will say on, on in Adobe's defense, and like I I just uh, I've got the one year like you can sign up for a year for forty percent off. So, oh really? Yeah, I did that. So but, my wife is a but public I've got school it teacher. Steer- I've got it. Oh nice. <laughs> oh man. Nineteen ninety nine full suite forever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hook me up. Hook me up. No. Um. The. Uh, but you do get you know the creative suite. And the Creative Suite's like full of stuff. Anyway, go it's, ahead. It, and there's a lot of things on that Creative Suite that I have that I wish I knew how to do. One being the uh, Adobe platform where you can um, map out UI for apps. I wish I could do that. That's on the bucket list of things that I want to learn how to do. Um, as far as the, we've already hit all of everything when it comes to communication, but community, I have something here about why community is important for small businesses from Deluxe. It's, uh, it's community means advice from peers will help you learn faster. And that's why places like this Cowork, WorkHub, uh, Tyler Innovation Pipeline is so important. And um, there's actually a guy that has a quote here that's really, really, um, really great in regards to this. I'm trying to think here. People use workspace. Let's see. Was it on this one? I have no idea. Well, maybe. Anyways, when it comes to community, it's really important that you get out of your space sometimes and and meet with other people that are trying to do the same thing. So I tend to go to the foundry and I'll work from there for like two hours because it'll really kick kickstart my day. And all this research that I have on here that's completely unorganized now that I can't even read, but the co work spaces have become so vital even for enterprise level um, companies because they said right here. So, Coworking Manifesto, an online document signed by members uh, from over 1,700 workspaces, it clearly articulates that the values that the coworking movement aspires to, including community, collaboration, learning, and sustainability. That's like their, um, what is it called when you have like a Brand value values. statement? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like your value statement. Think about that. That's everything that this podcast stands for and like reintegrates all the time it's like community collaboration learning sustainability yeah the and and the reason that i really wanted to focus on community is because it's becoming more and more and more and more and more important because we live in the world wide web and we're inundated with a lot of information that we don't want Mm -hmm. but what we do want is close connections uh we want you know, we want to hear from our friends. We want to hear from our family. And then we want to interact with people that believe along the same lines that we do and can be of benefit to us, but also we can be a benefit to another. So we want to find mutually beneficial connections. Yeah. Um, one reason why we're sitting, you know, across from each other is because we're going to be mutually benefiting off of our relationship. Absolutely. Um, and and that community piece is is so important because what we're seeing is that when we're inundated with all this noise, the community piece is what we really, really want because the noise starts to disappear and we start hearing each other. And when we can actually hear each other on a one-on-one basis and, and interact in a meaningful way, we're going to grow. Um, just, just as an example, 
in the in the work workplace and that kind of stuff you say that you're going to foundry and stuff and working in public uh working in public spaces just the other day i was editing a video here and um i you know wanted to I, I can do it on my computer, but I wanted to do it here because um, I felt like I could do it a little bit faster. Um, well, I'm sitting beside somebody that's working on their own like creative project. And next thing you know, they look over and they're like, oh, you're doing a video. And we start, you know, chit-chatting, that kind of thing. Wish and I could experience this. You will. If you just, I mean, it. So what happened was, hey, have you ever thought about doing video for, you know, X, Y, and Z? I'm like, no. Would you be open to it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like opportunity is my drug of choice, man. It's awful. <laughs> I and love like, that. Like, it's, it's, it's something that I'm like, man, it's saying yes to all opportunities got me into trouble, but it's also brought me the most, uh, most enjoyment out of life and, and, and what's taught me the most. So what I'm saying is that, you know, when you put yourself in these different community settings, when you be of benefit to another person, there's going to be a karmic reciprocal benefit that's going to come back to Gosh. you because you're uh you're 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 giving back absolutely so. flexing the flow cap yeah. there yeah. <laughs> so um i do have some things from harvard business law so they were talking about why co-work spaces are excellent uh, for communities it's because the actual workers there whether they be involved in freelancing or not they feel like they're a part of a community this is harvard, harvard business law or business review yeah. So uh, Grind, for an example, uh, is growing a, a network of co-working spaces in New York, Chicago. Um, Anthony Marinos, who oversees Grind's marketing, community management. He has a position called community management. How important is this podcast to this? It's the future. It's the future. And member services shared with us. When it comes to cultivating our community at Grind, we're all about the human element. This also refers back to everything I was talking about digitally. Um, we consider ourselves as much as a hospitality company as we do a workspace provider. Our staff knows all of the members by name and profession, and we're constantly facilitating introductions between people. We work, um, okay, we work as another co work space, um, which recorded a valuation of $5 billion last December emphasizes how it seeks to create a place where you join as an individual, meaning me but where you become a part of a greater we. How great is this? Just these. Yeah, right? they have a really strong brand. I mean. It's an incredible brand. It's not and, only the brand. It's just like how I, I wanted to find things that even if I read off of a piece of paper or not, it really, really fit with what you were trying to convey. I appreciate you bringing it because these are these are awesome concrete examples that I have yet to bring on the podcast. <laughs> so I really, really appreciate that because, you know, WeWork has definitely done you know they're they're blazing the trail for working uh, co-work spaces. That's why Co.Work, the first co-working space here in Tyler, um, you know they they kind of broke the ground. Workhub uh, propped up at uh, you know south of town, and they're they're successful somewhat because of of WeWork proving the model. But also, you know what what's what's so important in those places is that the belonging piece. You have to feel like you do belong to a to a community, and um, there's there's so many benefits that come from it. It's just it's uh, if you haven't gotten to experience it, definitely encourage you to do so. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna final out right here, and I'm gonna be done. So, how does social media and other platforms allow us to leverage? Okay, so branded content is a great way where you can. How to how? Oh, did I say it wrong? How does social media and other platforms allow us to leverage that? Leverage what? 
Oh, community importance in business. LOL. I put stats. I need to read stats at that point. <laughs> Which I did. Okay, so so this is so funny. Like, <laughs> I, I sent you the questions that I wanted to ask you, and then you're saying them to me. It, it's just perfect. I love it. But um, okay, so so yeah. How does social media? Where 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 is it? Let's see. Um, he brought he brought notes for me. <laughs> no, they, they they might be. This might be a sign that I need to start taking notes. But no, uh, no I'll just mess with you, man. Oh yeah. How does? Okay, why is community important to be business? And how does social media and other platforms allow us to leverage, um, to, to leverage that importance to 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 the company benefit? So this is one thing that I think that a lot of companies don't realize, and I'm trying to talk to the Tyler Chamber about doing this because I think they would wreck shop. What's your brilliant idea? So my brilliant idea is uh, branded content. Have you ever heard of branded content on Facebook? Okay. You have to unlock. Yes, yes. You have to unlock the feature on Facebook by having a certain amount of following, as yeah. well as um, a certain amount of like video credentials and stuff. But so Facebook has all these tiers. I've of, seen like, the tab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, when you hit branded content, basically it allows you to tag a business partner where they can boost the post or use it for advertising purposes without having to have access to your business manager, your ads manager. Okay. Whoa! Yeah, well, it, it just just take a take a, a, a yellow light. So, say it again. Okay, so branded content. That button is a feature. When you hit select more, like you'll go on Facebook on your computer or your phone, and you'll hit like I want to share a video or a photo. You can hit that three dots, and it'll say I want to share branded content, and it'll say choose your business business partner. You just type in their name of business, mm-hmm. and then they can now it automatically goes to their page as if you tag them, as well as they can spend ad dollars on it. So imagine if the Tyler Chamber of okay. Commerce. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, imagine if the Tyler Chamber of Commerce like highlighted a member and like made a video about them, and then they could spend the advertising dollars on Tyler Chamber's Facebook page. Yeah, didn't Stonewater do that? Yeah, We're I like, saw that. Yeah. I go, I go. Wait a minute. Yeah, what is going on here? Why am I seeing a live video? With a paid partnership? With a paid partnership. Man, with now, a, okay. Yeah, I was like, this is dope. Okay, so you need to follow and my- And I want some. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's, it's legit. You need to uh, join my group. It's called Social Media Savvy with Skylar. I put like how-to videos, webinars. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. And it's only for friends and family currently, so I'm not trying to leak out any information to the Exclusive. public. Exclusive. You do have to join and ask, you know, do you need social media help? Would you like to schedule any time consulting? Yes, yes. Well, you can join this group. What's the, what's the group called? Social Media Savvy with Skylar. Is it a... Uh, it's probably not even public, huh? Yeah, I think it is public. Boom, there it Boom, is. Boom, there it is. It's a beautiful backdrop, too. Okay, I got to like... There, there's like four questions or something like that. I got to yeah. like pass the test. So. But but basically, I go in and I, I help people with social media problems, and I also show some of the things I'm doing and then reasons how I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So like I'll do like an ad that does really well, and I'll post the relevant score numbers and stuff, and then show like this is why this is doing well. Mm-hmm. And so it's like really informative, and I did it for small businesses because I didn't want to make money off of people because I don't have enough time. Um I started a company in 2016 thinking I would have time and wanted to do my own uh, business, but I quickly, even fast forward three years from now, I'm just now getting great at video. So if I would have I fell flat on my face uh, thinking I knew it all then, and now I realize I don't know it all and I need to do so much research all the time. That's why you see someone like this is because I failed gracefully and now I always want to be overly prepared rather than underprepared. But branded content is something that social medias need to leverage now. Like, 
for our community and Tyler, whether it be... That's a game changer. That is a game changer because it, it allows um, businesses to also look like entities and not businesses anymore. It's like I'm supporting a local artist. Stonewater Roofing is supporting a local artist and Tyler Dudley by showcasing him on this live stream and having... and we're, My mom texted me and said, hey, Skylar, I just wanted you to know my CEO of this, she has a multi-level marketing thing and I'm not for it at all. But uh, my CEO thinks you are amazing. And what she was like, you're using Facebook as a free platform to basically release episodes for free and then sell ads to companies on this live stream. Hello, welcome to 20, you know. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Did you watch that live stream? Uh, Which one? The uh, Stonewater Sessions. We have another one coming up. No, no, no. I didn't watch that one, no. Well, yeah, it might have been the Hugo's one. Um, I think I saw it come through my feed, but I didn't, like, sit there and watch it. Yeah, we had a couple problems. I'm just like, oh, it's Stonewater killing it. Never mind. (laughs) Keep scrolling. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But that is highlighting other profiles. So you have these pools of people, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, 10,000 people follow uh, some roofing company, and then they use this product. Well... If this product will highlight that roofing company or the other way around, you didn't you then just added each other's sphere of influence and they're both relevant to both companies to where you're now maximizing people that care about that type of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So brand partnerships. Brand partnership. Well, that's the branded content, but even just tagging other companies, like if we're doing Red Dirt Festival and I'm posting a video that I made about Red Dirt Festival, I'm gonna tag every sponsor. Hopefully they share it on their page and that gives us another sphere of influence. For sure. Um, engaging with events during the events. So a lot of people make events on Facebook and never post anything in them. So you need to be posting within the event because it push notifications every single person that marked interested or going. Yes. So if you just leave those alone, they're just like dead fish there. Right. Also the story, the story in the events is really, uh, really good too. So I, like you, you can, you can post the, you, you can be the person that contributes to that story. The like the, the post in the event is going to, notify people Mm -hmm. but people will still be able to see the story so there's like you know there's two different i like the story concept if you could get uh, more ugc oh wait use user oh ucc that's incorrect ucc if you could get more ucc then i would enjoy the event story drop the acronym now this what is it so user created content oh yeah 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 yeah. so if if other people people did it exactly that's what i'm saying like like most of the time, I'm the guy. I'm the only one. That's, and that's the thing is, is and that's why it, it turns, it looks worse because then you're like, this only one guy is adding content to this, but you want to make, if, if 500 people marked interested and 300 went, but one guy's documenting it all, I don't, I don't, I don't want it to look like it was, wasn't as grand as what it really was. Whereas, but it's just, it's just the market that we're in. Like East Texas and Tyler will get there. We will get there, but Austin and people like that would be constantly, whether you have a hashtag or an Instagram story, they will be tagging you with products and it creates UCC. But in Tyler, we just don't have that right now. Yeah, so I haven't been using the event stories. I use our story, but that's kind of the reason behind that. It's why I think just posting in the event just pings people and the people of Tyler are kind of older, so... Typically, they can't find the regular story, no. much less find the event story. Oh man, it's ama- like like it's amazing how many light years Stonewater is uh, ahead of the game in in terms of you know using the appropriate tactics and stuff like that. Because like you know for Group M Seven, these are things that we keep on the pulse 
but it's 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 a big deal just to be on Facebook for some people. Oh yeah, man. Like just to just to post a post is a it's a it's a step. Yeah. For for people where it's like a natural thing that that we've been yeah. doing since you know we graduated high school and Isn't that stuff. Crazy. So, so like you know there's there's definitely there's levels to this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So, but the, the, the beautiful thing is when you're, when you're playing at a high level, you can help people on all That's the levels. whole thing. And that's the whole <clears throat> concept of what uh, my company is. And that's Name Stuck Creative. Um, no one's really heard about it because we went through a rebrand. Um, we were Visionary Studios, VZN Studios. Name Stuck's way better. Huh? Name Stuck's way better. Have yeah. you seen the logo and branding to it? I saw it's Killer Whale. Yeah, it's a killer whale. Yeah. So um, the reason is, is because when people ask you like, hey, how'd you get your first name? Or, you know, how'd you get your nickname? They're name like, stuck. well, the name stuck. Yeah, it's perfect. So it's like a killer whale and it has name stuck creative under it. So I dig it. <laughs> um, I thought it was really creative and uh, there was no copyrights or trademarks on it. So I was like, that's Brilliant. mine. Um, so basically what name stuck creative is, is we specialize in getting small businesses off the ground. Um on their way to implementation strategy and I involve that with consulting and training and basically I don't want to work with large companies because I don't want to help them I want to help small businesses get off the ground so they can compete with them so that's what Namestuck Creative is if you're interested in that you can contact me Skylar at Namestuck.com it's E-R not A-R I'd love to hear from you and I would love to just do anything that I can do to impact the community as a whole um, I think I have a one-liner here that I was like, my dad always has one-liner jokes. It's not a joke though. Are you gonna end on a one-liner joke? I want to try to. Strong, calm, do it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. No, it's need, fine. We need a uh, a timer. Up no, it, it just it's, says some blinks. Skylar, we're done. No, it's no no big deal. Um, so, you the question you asked was, uh, how can someone be more effective, community builders and communicators? Okay. What a fantastic question. Luckily, I was not able to tackle the challenge. So I think. If you're an alumni, you need to reach out to that. I took way too long to get involved with the alumni, and that's why I think it's so important that if you went to a college, even if you didn't graduate, find a guy that graduated and go to the alumni events. Network, man. He, You can bring guests for free, and you get free food, and you're going to meet tons of people. Dude, Do that. Tell me when you're going. I'll bring you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. And um, so another way to effectively communicate is mentoring programs. That's the whole reason I'm trying to get with the alumni is to help. I'm also helping the, uh, my little brother. Um, he's moving away from Arkansas, and he's moving up here. I'm going to get him into the nursing program. It's just so much easier when you're, you're a big brother and you've done it all and you failed gracefully. Mm-hmm. And now I can say, like, I've done all this. I've messed up. I know you're switching your major and stuff and things are going on. Everything's going to be fine. Let's get on a track. Because until you step on that rail, you're not going nowhere, right? Because even if you were walking east and west and, you know, forward is north, you feel like you're going anywhere, but you're not on track, right? Um, I dig it. So the, the next thing about being an effective uh, community builder and communicator is B2B relationships and then don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Aaron is a prime example of, hey, man, I have a podcast. If you're interested in going... I'm also a prime example of like emailing and texting and LinkedIn messaging. I was like, hey, man, let's set a date and let's do this because I really want to be a part of that. But don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Aaron specifically said there's been so many great things and bad things from happening from saying yes. But I guarantee you at the end of his lifetime, one's going to outweigh the other. Say yeah, yes. I, you know, I say bad things. Um, Not you know, necessarily I, bad things, but, but learning things. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it, there, there are times of stress. It's, it's, that, it's that moment of decision and it's that moment of of um it's a defining moment where it says oh i said yes now what 
Mm-hmm. I said, yes, now what? I said, yes, now what? So then it's up to me. Now it's up to me. And, you know, is, is it, am I going to play the game that I signed up for or I'm going to quit and, and, and stop? So, like, you know, you have to work that muscle, but it gets easier as you work it. Mm-hmm. So, you know what's yeah. amazing is if you look at life like a jigsaw puzzle, when you put all the pieces on the table, it looks like you're never going to get anywhere. But what is the first thing you do to when working a puzzle? Work the corners. Work the corners, right? So in the in the same metaphor that you're looking at with the railway, you're going north and south. You put yourself on track to to be like defined and, and confined to a successful region, right? Mm-hmm. You have to do the same things in life. And I think that's really important is all the pieces are never going to look the same. Some of them are going to be yeses. Some of them are going to be noes. Some of them are going to be three-sided. Some of them are going to be two-sided. But with all of those things, you're getting closer and closer to finishing that jigsaw puzzle. Every step of the way, there's not one matching jigsaw puzzle, but there's so many matching connectors. See what I'm saying? Man. So the last thing I want to say, and Aaron, do you have any plugs or anything you have to do? Uh, the, the podcast is kind of a plug, kind of does that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, share, subscribe. Yeah, do that for sure. What is it? Is it, what is the website or is it just called, it's just a like strong calm podcast? Strong calm podcast on uh, most all podcast players and I if you can't learn find how to it do message that me too. yeah no, i need to learn how to um like i like how you have it on all platforms from one platform that's anchor smart. anchor yeah download the anchor app and then broadcast all of it for free man if we can even do this on skype that would even be awesome yeah i haven't figured out the tech on that don't uh, do that actually because it's better when it's in person don't do that don't yeah we'll see i'll um i'm also going to introduce you to dave anderson so maybe jot that down that i need to get you involved with dave anderson as well as I have another guy that has a great podcast, and he's starting in Monroe, Louisiana. Uh-huh. I went to, I worked at AirU with him, and I've watched a couple of his podcasts. They're actually pretty interesting. He's doing like a, a Bleacher Report style where they like cover games live, so you can like tune into their podcast while you're watching the the uh, sporting event, and That's they cool. cover like events and all kinds of stuff. But that would be some, you know, a great interviewer of like, what made you start doing podcasts? Why'd you decide to do that? For sure, for sure. But the one-liner that everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> Um, is work on the why far more than the who, what, and where. Work on the why far more than the who, what, and where. It it goes all the way back to what we were starting to con- uh, talk about is personality to storytelling to... I forgot the last piece of the equation. You were making it over there. What? It was like, was it personality to storytelling equals business. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forget so, what it was. Yeah, the personality. Well, you, yeah, you said personality starts and then the storytelling and then human humanizing the there storytelling. There it is, there it there. is. So, yeah, basically that reiterates everything is, you know, work on the why more than the who, what, and where because those who, what, and where's are not important until you know your why. And your why is your personality, your brand core values and all that. And there's companies out there that know exactly what there is, what theirs is, they're what their why is. And they're out there killing it. Yeah, the the, the great thing about it, and uh, so when you define, and and this is something that I really wanted to wrap up the podcast with because you're you you define it pretty well. So the podcast, Strong Calm Podcast, communication community company, but it's also it started as uh, the podcast name used to be um, like Drive Journal or something like that, and um, it's based on the uh, five. Um, points of uh, discipline. It's kind of like my value statement. 
uh, that, that I just kind of guide life. That's my guardrail. That's, that's the, that's the track edge, that's that I'm the following the jigsaw down. Puzzle, so man. it's exactly. So it's dedication, relationship, integrity, volition, and enthusiasm. And those are those five things that guide my life, guide my career, put me into different places. So when you define the personality and that this is the model that I want to help other companies with is that, that, okay, it's not drive. Yours is not drive. Maybe it is, you know, elements yeah. of it, but it's going to be something similar. And that when you define that, that's the personality of the podcast, right? Oh man, you're going to gravitate people who are like this to start talking about what I want to talk about, which is the subject of the podcast, which man, is the, that... the the calm. You see what I'm saying? So, what what I love about this uh, episode in particular is that it is a perfect example of the type of conversations that I want to have. With driven individuals, this, 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 you fall right in line to this driven ethos that I want. Those are the people the that I want to. On this guy, I want to. It's what I do, man. It's I love only, it. Only thing that I think about. Uh, I want to gravitate. I want. I want to pull people in. You know what I mean? That that are in that uh, in this universe. You know what I mean? Of of drive. Pull them in and talk about them. Uh, talk to them about this stuff. So Dude, you, you are definitely uh, evidence of uh, that happening. You got to meet Dave Anderson because he has the same theory, but he has it's not the same theory of like five leggers and drive. But he, you've got to talk to Dave Anderson. Let's just All right, leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you for listening to the Strong Calm Podcast. Uh, keep your calm strong, my friends. Follow uh, Skyler Hefley with an E. Skyler. On all platforms, Skyler Heffley. What, what, what's your uh, Instagram? What's what's your stuff? Man, I am gracious enough that my mom spelled it with an E. To every single platform I on, I am on is just Skyler Heffley. Okay, cool. No numbers, cool. no underscores. Simple, simple, awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.